Hi, this is Robert Fleming, one of the law partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm here with one of the other partners, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are discussing elder law issues. Elizabeth, um, we've talked about this before several times. I want to start off with the please, folks, don't write on your estate planning documents. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, and uh, and what we're going to talk about is how you might make changes to your estate planning documents if you're not going to mark them up. Please don't mark them up. Did I mention that I wish people would not write on their estate planning documents? So, Robert, I think that we should explain to everybody there are a whole host of issues that can occur when somebody starts marking up their existing estate planning documents, particularly when they're marking up the original documents that may be in their estate planning binder or folder. And I know that people do this because they don't want to forget when they come in to see us what they want to talk about, or they're about to take a big trip and they don't think they can get into our office in time, and so they just, they might as well mark their documents up so if something terrible happens on the trip, everybody knows what they want. Well, in fact, without knowing that they're doing this, people can dramatically complicate the administration, the interpretation, everything having to do with the estate plans that we have so carefully helped prepare for them. And so the reason not to do the marking up, Robert, is because it creates a host of issues. Once you've marked up an original document, we can't go back to 1987 and recreate that original trust. It's just not possible. And so that's one of the big challenges as people start to mark up older documents is that, you know, there's no chance that there's ever going to be another original. And it gets harder and harder to explain to people why having a series of original documents is pointless. Sometimes people say, can't we just create five different originals. No, then what's the point of an original? So on the topic that I think we want to have our listeners focus on today, when people mark their documents up, one of the reasons they often do this is because they don't know if if it's actually that practical to get back into an attorney's office to talk about something like a family member's name changing or an address of a family member changing. Or perhaps they decided that their daughter had two children and they want to make sure their new grandchild is included in the estate plan. So they've tried to cleverly put a carrot and insert that new grandchild's name. People do it for you know reasons, Robert, that I can relate to, but they don't have any inkling of what a challenge this creates. Let's also be candid and say that some people do this because they don't want to go to the trouble and expense of hiring a lawyer to make the changes. Oh, I paid a lot of good money for this trust and powers of attorney, and I don't feel like I need to go back and pay that much again to make this really simple change. I cannot tell you, Elizabeth, how many times clients tell me, I just want one simple change. In my head, as soon as they say, I want a simple change, I think, oh, this is going to be very complicated, isn't it? because people always minimize the significance of the changes they want to make uh, because they, they don't want to incur a big expense. They don't want to go through the hassle of coming in to see us. And, and I'm sorry, folks, um, the right way to make changes is to go back to the lawyer, start with the lawyer who drafted the documents. If it wasn't us, go see somebody else. If it was us, go see, come back and see us and tell us what you want to accomplish. We actually know the most efficient way to make the changes, and we are interested in trying to 
do what you want in a way that is the least expensive way that, that makes sense. Um, it's not like we, uh, we hear the cash registers going off every time somebody says, my daughter got married, do I need to change my trust? Because the answer to that is almost always no. We don't need to update your trust just to reflect a new name. Maybe your daughter got married, maybe your daughter got divorced, um, and, uh, and, and you don't want to see her former married name in the documents. Well, okay, if you want to pay us to make a change like that, we will so that it doesn't have an insulting name, but, uh, but you don't have to in most cases. You probably don't have to make changes just because you have a second grandchild, Mazel Tov, by the way, on the, on the new grandchild. Um, but if you really want to affect a change, come back and see us or go see the lawyer who drafted the documents in the first place. Robert, I think one of the, the points I want to underscore for folks is Sometimes people come in and the reason they want to make a change is because an individual or individuals who they have nominated as a fiduciary, so as a personal representative or successor trustee or agent under a power of attorney, that person needs to be removed and replaced with another person or people. One thing that sometimes happens is that people don't understand kind of the chain reaction or the effect of making a change to one fiduciary. In fact, if what you want to do is you want to update your will to name a new personal representative, well, is that the same person as you've nominated as a successor trustee or as an agent under your financial power of attorney? So, Robert, what we see oftentimes is somebody will zero in on one document and one fiduciary change in that document, but it will then trigger a conversation that we need to then have with them about the rest of the documents. And that's really why you meet with an attorney who's familiar with the documents, because that person's job as your attorney is going to be looking at the actual effect of the change, which you might be so focused on the change, you miss the overall effect of it. It is so common for clients to come in and say, I, I just need this one simple change. I no longer trust Joe. I want to take him out as trustee of my trust. That's all I need. And then when I say, oh, but did you notice Joe is also named as agent on your financial power of attorney and personal representative on your will? Oh, guess we better change that too. Hey, folks, that's what we do. We actually... <laughs> We actually pay attention to all of the other kinds of details. The other thing, Elizabeth, that people do all the time is they come in and say, I was just reading my trust last night, uh, two nights ago or three nights before I called or whatever, and, uh, and I see that it still has the name of my uncle who I adored, but he died 10 years ago, and so we need to change to take his name out. And then I say, uh, do you remember that you came in five years ago and we am amended your trust to take him out? Oh. No, I didn't remember that. Oh, thanks. Thanks for showing me that. I guess I didn't need to come and see you. I'm fine with those meetings with people. I'm happy to catch up with them. Uh, but, uh, but the point that you made, Elizabeth, is very real. It's, it's what lawyers and other professionals do. They live and breathe in these documents. And so um, the odds of it being done in a scattershot fashion or incompletely is much lower if you will talk to the experts. Well, Robert, I hope everybody today understands we promise that we're not going to take up too much of your time. We will charge a fee that is reasonable for the work we need to do, and we really would like to help folks. It's, it's so much easier to help on the front end versus having somebody come in who has tried to update, manufacture, whatever, 
um, changes to their existing estate plans. And how much is it going to cost, you know, realistically? In almost every case, when an existing client of ours wants to come in and, and talk about making changes, we do not charge for that consultation. And, uh, and at the end of that consultation, we'll tell you how much we're going to charge to do the new documents. Or maybe we'll tell you you don't need to do new documents. Wouldn't that be refreshing? When was the last time you went to your dentist and the dentist said, you know what, your teeth are looking really good. We don't need to clean your teeth. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen but it happens with us all the time. So don't write in your documents. Did I mention that I really don't want people to write on their documents, Elizabeth? You did, Robert. Yeah, then we're done. <laughs> You've been listening to Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman and me, Robert Fleming, two of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And, uh, and you've been, I hope, enjoying elder law issues. And I hope you will enjoy us again next time. Talk to you then.